Now it's recording both of us? Yes. Now we're ready. Okay, everyone. Oh, wait. I'm not putting on my mic yet. Let's get it done. There we go. What up, what up, what up? We're back. Welcome to it. another pod. I see it differently. Episode 15, maybe. What? <laughs> I'm keep going. I'm going to switch on my headphones. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would help. Uh... Everyone, we're back live from a quarantine center, our home studio here in the Lou, St. Louis, Missouri, going Instagram live right now. Joey Shear is in the house. Emily Webb. Uh, numbers are high. Uh, yeah, because we're an actual recording of the podcast. Um, so anyway, Kristen is, is doing some stuff, but we are here and we are going to talk a little bit, uh, banter a little bit. I think one of the things we wanted to talk about to start off the podcast was the last dance the michael jordan documentary which if you guys haven't seen this you need to watch it it's almost better than live sports no it's not but it's the closest thing to live sports that i've seen the first two episodes were sunday night and then they're going to do the next four sundays two episodes a piece it's a 10-part series follows the chicago bulls Kristen, you watched it with me what did you think of the last dance that we saw a little bit of uh, I really enjoyed it. So we watched the first episode. The f- I think the first episode is better than the second, if anyone has thoughts on that. Because the second one, um, Scotty Pippen, they, like, talked about him for a bit, and then they jumped out. I'm a big Scotty Pippen fan. He's the J.C. Chazé of the Bulls team during that year. He sure didn't is. get enough. Didn't get enough credit, but was he just sure as is. talented. Well, not ju- I mean, just not just I as. But he's, he's just. But he's really, really, I mean, he was he's really He's not good. just, but he's close. Yeah. Would you put... Would you say JC is just as talented as JT? I, again, think that JC Chazé did not make it because of poor management. He's very underrated. So Pippen and Jordan, there is definitely a difference in talent. It's close, but like Jordan's the best ever. Pippen's Hall of Famer, one of the all-time greats. But there's a difference. Are it, could JC, could he have been the Pippin? Because he's yes, not, I he, well, he was, I do, he's I not do. even, but my question is like, he couldn't have been JT level. JT's the Jordan. Like, he could yeah, have been really, yeah, really good because yeah. he didn't even have that career. JC is as kind of nothing. No, right? I no, yeah. I know, no, I know. He's not it's even Rod Harper. I, I know it's unfortunate. Forget Rodman, yeah. No, it's unfortunate. He's Luke Logley. But I think it's unfortunate. But I do think, like, I do think there could have been, just like with just like with Pippen, how there could have been some um, closer disparity. I think there could have been with. Um, Justin and JC. Now we're yeah. talking too much about JC Chazé, but anyway. but that is how I felt about it. So um, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Yeah. Oh, also one thing I was not into was um, all the Facebook ads. I mean, I'm kind of getting into a hot take now, but like Facebook, you're doing so much wrong. Just like Lalo. Yeah. Like stop trying to really make it seem like you're really like there for us. I was kind of annoyed by that. Here's the thing in general, all these people advertising during the pandemic and it's like, we're here for you, all this and that. It's like, you probably could take that money you're using to advertise and like make sure you're not furloughing employees and that kind of thing. That's one of my hot takes. Two. Oh, I didn't know you have a well, hot, not take a hot section take, now too. That's uh-huh. one of my takes. Uh-huh. Two. Uh, like even Facebook, where I think they did just give their employees a bunch of money and probably haven't fired it because they're making more money because more people are on the internet. Oh, I think, really? yeah, You're it's in also that like, world. I don't know. yeah, it's also like you guys are being lamos. Like you guys have, lamos. you guys have kind That's of ruined society, and now like we're in this pandemic, and you want to show a bunch of videos during a Jordan documentary about how you're fixing things. You're not fixing things. You're Zuckerberg. Give me a, a coronavirus vaccine. That would be you fixing things. That would be making up for it. 
Oh, wow. Someone's saying that Mark Zuckerberg is a reptile. Well, I think, are you talking about in personality or just looks? I think he's talking lizard game. He's (laughs) talking real conspiracy. And I just say, by the way, folks, we are Instagram live. So if there's anything you want us to talk about, feel free to drop it in the comment section. Well, that relates to our agenda. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But if you wanted to, shoot your shot. Maybe you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I didn't like that. But but I'm excited. I'm enjoying watching it. Excited to see where um, JC, JC Chazé. Yeah. It goes back in time a lot, which is crazy, but I've I've really loved it. And as I said, the closest thing we've got to live sports right now, uh, in my opinion. So I'm a fan. Yeah. All right. Um, So now we're going to talk about our favorite city, your favorite place. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm laughing at someone. uh, One of our friends said that she was forced to watch it, but it's not bad. No, I actually do think it was really good. And I'm going to watch it every Sunday because what at this point in time, what the fuck else are any of us doing? You know, so yeah. Um, so we're now going to switch on to talking about, um, our favorite, our favorite city, our favorite place to discuss St. Louis. Go crazy folks. Go crazy. I turned off the headphones so they can't hear a sound effect, but anyway, um, we need it in our headphones. Sorry guys. Yeah. And we need to keep up with it. But anyway, so hot take, um, not hot take hot news that's going on in St. Louis is that the moolah might be closing. Um, yeah, the Moolah Movie Theater on the campus of St. Louis University. It's an institution with the couches you could sit on, and it looks like it's closing not only for right now. Obviously, all the movie theaters are closed right now, but for good. Okay, yeah. Can anyone, I mean, add us, tell us about this. What are the margins on movie theaters? Because AMC went bankrupt, and now the Moolah is going to be closing. I don't know. I'm it very must be tight, because like literally a few weeks in, and they're they're out. Which, like, yeah. I thought movie theaters made a lot of money, but I guess, you know, I guess if a couple of weeks can really knock them out. I, you know, I'm not an economist. I don't really understand how that works. I love the moolah because it's all couches and it's so comfortable. And it'll always be the place where I saw Bad Boys for Life, which was a great movie. And the last movie we saw there. But yeah, but also... And when, maybe the last movie I also, saw in the theater. But, but also, I love that this quarantine in this moment has really made you realize how gross you are. And did it ever kind of cross your mind, though, that, like... What has happened on these couches when you were in there? It never crossed your mind. Like, never, this is kind of dirty. Never thought about it for one second. Oh, okay. Yeah. I literally have dropped plenty of food on those couches and just picked it up and ate it. That's really disgusting. Maybe even between the cushions. That's maybe. disgusting. That, I don't even want to talk about that. that so, you're so disgusting. So anyway, RIP Moolah. It's also a bowling alley and a bar. I used to go there in college. It had $10 all-you-can-drink Moolah Mondays. It was fantastic. I don't know what places do these deals anymore. Uh, People also want you to talk about Bad Boys for Life. It's yes, good. you should rent that movie. It's fantastic. As those of you know out there, Bad Boys Two is my favorite movie of all time. This is a, those of you know. This everyone is, should know. This is a worthy successor. This movie has heart. It has action. It's missing Gabrielle Union, which stinks. But like Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are just so funny together. You liked it. I mean, I they're, like yeah, it. they're just did, they got so did, much charisma. I did like it, but I will have to say my my movie view. We're going to start adding a segment. We talked about this um, called What We're Watching. And what we're re-watching right now is the Fast and Furious series. And it's on par with that. And so, that, it's yeah, it has it has heart. One of those, one of those weird lines where it's like, do we need heart, though, in this situation? Oh. Uh, but it's good. Wild heart. No, I, enjoy, heart. I enjoyed yeah. it. it. I mean, good. it's ridiculous. It was, it was fun. I mean, honestly, when I, look back on it, there are, when I look back on it, there are literally scenes of it that I get mixed up with scenes from Fast and Furious 7 and Fast 8 because of how ridiculous they were. But I, mean, I don't care. That's not what it's about. That's go- not what you're there We're going to talk about those movies, and I love the Fast and Furious movies, but I mean... The bad boys movies are way superior. 
Anyway, I think they are literally the, way last better, on same way bar. better, and they're way funnier. Fast and Furious movies aren't funny. Mark Lawrence is so funny. I can't believe you don't think they're funny. They're not funny. They're in, in, entertainment, and there's stuff that funny. happens that makes you laugh, but it's not like a clever, funny dialogue. No, I think it's funny. Everything Mark Lawrence says is hilarious. Okay, well, we need to leave this subject behind. Um, the other thing that we're going to talk about, though, on St. Louis, uh, to wrap up this subject, is it is getting, though, a drive-in movie theater. It is. it is not going to replace the moolah, and we honestly think it's coming in too late because August, I'm going to want to go to the regular So what I did then. see is that the one in Belleville, they're letting that open up in Illinois in May, maybe? Which that could be good because we can go to that. But the one in St. Louis proper this isn't opening till August. And it's like, well, that. I know. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's too late. I, I mean, okay. hopefully movie theaters are open. In Georgia, they'll be open. But whatever. Yeah. You did your best at STL. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned, going to be um, not doing now. Usually this is when we do a battle of the sexes situation. Um, or we do. Um, there are people who there are people who are watching that think St. Louis went down when they left, and I don't know. It might be on its renaissance actually since I think, they've been I think gone. It's never um, been be- never been better personally. <laughs> um, yes, other events that are happening. I the live the live feed is really fun, but like we're staying on St. Louis. Events that have been postponed. The wine walk. We're really disappointed. One of the best events of the year. But at least it's going to still happen. The wine walk's going to happen in August. Yeah. Do you want to explain what the wine walk is? So the wine walk. There's a neighborhood called the Hill, which is the Italian, the old Italian part of town. Best sandwiches and pasta you've ever had in your life. You can at me if you disagree because you're wrong. Um, anyway, uh, they do a wine walk where all the restaurants you like buy twenty five dollars or thirty dollars. They give you like a souvenir cup and you go to every restaurant. And they pour you glasses of wine and you just walk around the neighborhood drinking wine all day. And then at the end, you're drunk and you go in and have a great dinner somewhere and get even more drunk. Have a great dinner. A I don't know. It's a very sloppy yeah. dinner, it's but a, and a lot yeah. of places have food too. So like you know, you can like. You, you get a little ladle out some pasta or you get some toaster ravioli with your wine when you're walking around. Now what stinks is it was bad enough in May in St. Louis in August. It's going to be oh so God, hot. That's so true. So I forgot. Hot. We were like drinking wine, yeah. which who doesn't get that like red flush and then it's St. Louis and it's May. Oh my God, August. They should have just postponed it to like at one, December. <laughs> at one point there was a gelato place and we, I think, just had to go in and like stick our head in the freezer. I mean, we got gelato. Oh no, like, I put my, I, head, I never, I did my head in the freezer. I, I've never Not had gelato. That's on, that's I've on never had there. gelato from that place before or since, but it was good. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. But anyway. thank you. But thank you for giving us the heads up. Uh, thanks to our listener that it is postponed. We're glad that we can still do that yeah um but anyway so next segment is usually when we talk about uh battle of the sexes or we do a um desert island movie and so we are going to replace that because like i don't know there's nothing going on uh with our rewatch segment so bringing that to you later we are doing guests let us know if you want to be a guest but we are going to have audition we're going to have get to be a we're going to have someone come on to talk about fast 5 with us. So, if you want to be involved in the, these conversations, uh start at fast 5. We're starting at fast 5 because I mean, who doesn't remember the plots of 1 and 2 and Tokyo Drift is trash and was a mistake yeah, in the franchise. Sure a was. flip on the radar. They brought it back with 4. 5 is the rebirth. If you know if you've seen them, you know what we're talking about and that's where we're going to start. Yeah, and it's, yeah, Rebirth. And we're going to talk a lot more about it, so I don't want to get in it too in the weeds now. But, yeah, totally You're a big fan of saying movie. I don't want to get into something and then talking more. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's one of my mini moves. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. We can't wait for our guest. He's a very energetic fellow, so we think you guys will like it. <laughs> okay, um, so now we are going to go on to, we've learned, like, these new effects, so we're really into using them. Yeah. Now we're going to go into hot take segment. Oh, I love it. 
I have two hot takes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one relates to, since we've been watching all these movies, I've noticed that people sometimes get themselves into predicament. Like maybe, maybe there's a guy who's friends with a girl and his ex-girlfriend, sorry, his current girlfriend doesn't love that they hang out. And he falls asleep on her couch. Maybe he doesn't even cheat. He literally just falls asleep on his couch. He then comes comes home and she's like, where were you? My hot take is why in movies can people not come up with good excuses? Yeah. I, I'm essentially promoting lie. I don't understand what is happening. Like you could be like, oh, um, I, I got held up at work. Um, I like had to stay at a friend's house. I didn't want to come over because I was sick. There are so many things that you could say that yeah. are plausible to get you out of that situation yeah. and they don't say anything and it actually kind of drives me crazy and it takes away my belief in the situation because either just just go for it and just be like, oh, I was here, but like, you're my number one, boo. Yeah. Or be like, or just tell the truth. It, oh, no, not tell the truth or make a better yeah. lie yeah. about what you were doing. Either, I agree with you, either tell the truth or like think of a good lie. Here's the other thing. You wake up at the girlfriend's house. As you said, maybe you didn't even cheat. You're on the couch and you're like going home. You know, she's there. You have time. You know, she's going to ask you what happened. I don't understand you're not why. Prepared. It really bothers you me. I've been like, watching this uh, a lot. Uh, I was uh, uh, like, uh, uh, uh. it's like, dude, you had however long it takes. It's always set in New York. You had the whole subway ride <laughs> to get over there and to think about what you were going to say. Like whatever. Lying I got, I passed out drunk in an alleyway would be better than half the stuff they say it's a big rom-com trope also to just be like and like you just kind of sigh and the music changes when again it's like oh my gosh come up with something say something right now have you ever had an experience like this in real life not like even with the cheating thing but lying have i lied in real life yes (laughs) been with either or like been with people who don't know how to lie and you look at them and you're just like what the hell like how are you so bad at lying yeah my brother's one of them oh really (laughs) so i I literally sometimes just be like that's not you could have come up with a lot of other things i remember the night or i don't think you're good at lying uh i'm better than some people but okay, okay. I, I don't okay. think that's well, the bar. The story, the story I'm going to tell is like, here's the thing. If you're not good at lying, just don't lie. Like whatever. So, uh, I, the, I was a senior in high school or state, uh, our, our high school soccer team won like the state final four. And, uh, we were going to the championship the next day. It was like a Friday or Saturday night. Um, we went to some girl's house we knew and we just hung out and like literally fell asleep there. I, everyone was like, we got to lie. We can't tell our parents. Like we fell asleep at a girl's house. And I just told my parents, I'm like, yeah, I was at this girl's house. We fell asleep. That's whatever. not a story about you lying. Just That's listen. Just okay. listen. So I told the truth, but all my friends told these terrible lies. Oh, that were okay, so okay, bad. Okay. What were they and saying? They were like, oh, we like they won. They didn't coordinate. There were like four well, or five yeah. of us. Yeah, like, yes. yeah. Okay. This, this is. This is important too. It's like with the guy who's on the subway. It's like you guys 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 need to connect connect with each other. So all of them were like, oh, well, I'll say we're at this one kid's house because his parents don't talk to anyone else's parents. So it will be impossible to prove it's a lie. And I'm like, well, I already told my parents the truth because I'm not going down for this. They're like, whatever. So they all tell like whatever that, but then the one kid was there. So he's like, well, I can't tell my parents I spent the night at my house. (laughs) So I got to lie. And he randomly picked someone else's house. And then the next day we're at the championship. We're at the championship game and all of our parents are there and they're all talking to each other like oh did they come home last night and next thing you know the story unravels and yeah. like people are coming up to me whispering like where'd you spend the night and i'm like i i whatever i don't know and then, here's what here's the real kicker i'm gonna throw my parents under the bus wow all, all the other parents are so mad and they're grounding their kids and my, 
my mom grounded me. And I, said, I told <laughs> I the did, truth. I do remember you telling me that. And and like, I do remember being there's a like, big party that a, night after a, we won, and big, I couldn't go. I do remember you telling me that. That's a big group thing situation yeah. that your mom your mom went for with the with the ground. Because right, everyone else was so mad, and then she's like, "Well, you shouldn't have been there anyway." I'm like, "You weren't mad about me being there until ever all these other people were around telling you like how their kids are idiots for lying." Let's get a shout out from all the liars out there. Tell us your best lie or what you've been doing. Because one of our friends says. That they just pretend like they don't understand English and then just walk away. But I I've know seen that, him do that. Yeah, but I know that this very like white looking <laughs> blonde haired person, it's like probably doesn't he, work. He can, he can occasionally pull, pull it off. To someone else who's like an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're pulling that move, you're assuming the person's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, if they know you, which I think he's tried to say, like with his girlfriend, he would do it. That <laughs> what do you mean? We, 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 why do you say that? Anyway, keep uh, going. Whatever. Um, so anyway, yeah. that was a messed up situation. And I'm like, if you're going to lie in real life or this, if you, especially if you have time, use the time. That's what bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. And, in, and it's one thing if you're this. caught red handed, but in this situation you're describing, it's never red handed. Yeah. And has anyone seen to all the boys I love before we watched the second one. And that, that I think is when we really started going down this, this dark, dark path, um, yeah. about, she's not a good liar. <laughs> well, again, like, it's like, you don't have to say she, um, how do I explain this? But basically she's working with this guy. She has a crush on, but she doesn't tell her boyfriend and her boyfriend knows him. Yeah. It's yeah. And she, and she's like, Oh, uh, she's just being really awkward about it. And it's like, this isn't that big of a deal. You could tell one, you could just tell the truth and say, I didn't know he's going to be there. Or two, you could be like, I didn't know he was going to be there and I forgot to tell you. I don't know. Like, it was just, it was frustrating. It was yeah. like, come on, come on, LJ, you're better than this. Well, what, what aggravates you in these movie situations, as you kind of said, is it's never as bad as the lie. The lie always makes it worse. Like, yeah. if she just said the truth, it wouldn't be a big deal. Well, now ever. we're going into, right. maybe this is about the sexist moment, because now we're going into, I think that that's a common, like, trope is that, Someone thinks someone's going to be mad about something, so they lie about it. And then it's it, it, to keep it going for so long, the lie has become bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. And then when the truth comes out and the person freaks out, they're like, see, this is why I don't want to tell you. And it's like, well, no, I'm actually now just upset about this whole show that you put on. Oh, I'm not upset. Spun. Like, but had we handled this situation in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's happened before. <laughs> You've told that. Uh, Anyway, yeah, the second one of those movies wasn't as good as the first one, but I don't think we're trying to talk about that. No, but you're looking at me real panicked. Yeah. No, no, no oh we're not God. trying to do that. Are we talking about this? Okay. What's your other hot take? Um, I think it was more talking about the... I'm not going to do it again. Oh, okay. I think it was more talking about... the sound effects. I, I want, I, I, my hot take is I want you to hit the sound effect. Anyway. Yeah, no. Um, I think it was more talking about the the Facebook videos. and Well, no, actually, it was an extension of the Facebook videos in my second hot take, which is... <laughs> just all of these industries, all these industries that are like, I'm here for you. And it's just like, I don't need, I don't need you to be here for me. Yeah. I don't need you to. I've like, never thought about you before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how, and it was really funny when the stuff was first going down and all of the places that needed to send, they felt like they needed to send an email. And it's like, I really don't care what uh, Raising Cane's is doing, but they're coming in real hot with their commercials. Their on commercials how you can still are all there. about, and I need to go there. Cause I love that place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say sometimes you do think about new stuff. Like I thought about this cause there's an AT&T commercial. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. But also like if we didn't have the internet right now, the world, there might be a riot. The world might like go whatever. So like internet companies, like, oh, yeah, so I'm giving them a oh, little so more. Saying, like, yeah. Right. Like, Charter, yeah. Right. Yeah. Good job out like there. you guys are doing it. Like if I didn't have a cell phone right now, now 
I mean, John Oliver isn't a fan of AT&T service. Mine's generally okay. No, I think AT&T like, is trash. That's mine, why I said charter. I mean, just anyone. Just anyone who's... No, I, AT&T, it's, it's not about the working. It's the customer service. Yeah. AT&T is trash. My dad worked there for like 25 years. That's why I still have it for my cell phone. I don't Sorry. really think that's why you still have for, it for your cell phone. I guess you work for a trash company, Dad. I don't really think that's why you still well, have it Well, that's why he phone. has it, and I'm on his plan. Okay. Yeah. But anyway... There, yeah, I just think the customer service is bad. I yeah, still stand by what I'm saying with that. Okay, You're fair taking enough. it into something else that it's not. Right. Anyway, customer service is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next segment. Now how I would say it. Okay. So this actually, we talked about this before uh, on the live, but not on the podcast. So uh, today I was, I was... On the live? Keep going. On Instagram live, but before we start recording the podcast, I was working out today getting a real swollen right? Upstairs. I was doing it all. I had my backpack full of books. I was pressing it. I was using squats with it. I was doing wall sits and sitting it on my legs, all this stuff, like a total badass. Like it could be a scene, could be a scene in the movie with like me just dripping sweat and like killing workouts, like whatever. I was sitting, I was occasionally reading articles about the relationship between body mass index and coronavirus being like, I'm going to get out of the beast range and be healthy and like not get it. Anyway, and I'm just pumping music. I got the rap going and Drake, Eminem. No, like, you weren't. Uh, Kanye, I was playing that stuff. And then, you know, all my you workout mix. Not. All my workout mix. I have a few other smoother, more soulful to like, you know, because you don't want to be 100 all the time. You're 100, you're 100. Oh, 100, I do. I guess you And then you, you want to dip out. down a little bit and then you want to get back to 100. No. It's like a high, it's like hit. It's, it's high intensity hour. training. You go high, then you dip a little bit, then you go high again. And so you want to throw okay, a couple. The, you yeah, want the, yeah, In the midst the going, of all those bangers. Bangers, in the midst not, of all the those bangers, is not right. that long though. It's not the so entire length of in the midst, Carlton song. In the midst of all those bangers, right? You want to you want to drop it down. And so I have Vanessa Carlton, one of my favorite songs of all time, Thousand Miles, making my way downtown. And that comes on. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna knock out some backpack curls. I'm gonna I relax. Strongly I'm gonna like imagine and, that you did not feel as tough as you're acting. Oh my God, I felt so tough. I had my rock shirt on, blood, sweat, respect with the rock logo from uh, Under Armour. Anyway, so Kristen on her Instagram story posts this thing about like, oh, my husband said he's working out, but like he's listening to Vanessa Carlton upstairs. And then it's like the Ron Burgundy, like, is he really working out? And I would not say that because you know I listen to that song all the time, all moods, and I was killing it up there. Yeah, no, I stand by. I don't think that that's Dripping sweat. Yeah, but you bet that, that could happen you walking there to there yeah it could but it didn't in this scenario yeah no Just and and there was no i i have so strong, many books in my backpack that i was pressing and curling because there was that squad what other, what other so i think there was jesse mccartney no maybe no yeah yeah no yeah, there was yeah, uh there yeah. was selena carly Go- ray jepson there was selena no, gomez no there was a ray lot Jepsen. of very you don't want to be a hundred all the time very, you don't want to psych yourself out. Nah, I nah. learned this. I was an athlete. Oh. Elite. Oh. No, I wasn't elite. Emphasis on word. I, and not a very good one. But like, you got to throw some like more soulful songs in there. Keep your no, like, you, okay, let's heart also, like, okay, also equilibrium. Okay, stop calling Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand okay, Miles Soulful. Okay, some more low key. That's a great <laughs> song and you've always underrated it. No, I've always appropriately rated no. it is a trash song. That, see, that is not appropriate. I think a thousand miles If you're out is there, there is no way that our I listeners, I'm right, but there's no way. I mean, the, the movie's so good. Yeah. Or a movie us. song. Tell us, people, what do you think? I think a thousand miles is terrible. I've always, I have always. Battle of the Sexes right now I've on actually, a thousand miles. And I've actually always thought a thousand miles was bad. 
songs that songs that were really popular that jumped off that I've always thought was bad. A Thousand Miles, um, Hey Soul Sister, um, Making My Way Downtown. You're just gonna keep singing it to yourself. I'm just gonna hey Soul Sister. Talking to me? Hey Soul Sister was good. No, but again, then, never. But then never, they played in too no, many like things. Never it was in every it. Disney movie and every commercial, never and it's like. It. No, I, I'm not buying a microwave because you're playing Hey Soul Sister. Never anyway. liked it. Never liked it. It was a good song. No, no. You're someone that, just if you hear it more, you'll start to be like, it's okay. You know what song that I thought got a little overplayed? It was in a lot of movies, but I thought it was pretty good. Is that one that's like, are you going to be my girl? I think it was Jet. <laughs> <laughs> what about that song? But then it was like in, it was. I thought it was good, but then it was in like every movie and every commercial, and it just like became too... Whatever. Yeah. See, someone's saying it's kind of a downer. Are you saying it's a downer a thousand miles? Or Zach's the fact that Zach wants to work Look, out to it is a downer. Which part? <laughs> you work out how you want to work out. I can work out how I want to work out. But one thing I will say is that song is fantastic. Nah. And sometimes when you're working out, you just need to feel something besides oh just like a hundred. Oh you need to like take it down, realize that there's good stuff. Man. Oh my god. Um, we, we're still mastering all of this. All of this she says both. Um, I'm, we're still mastering all of this live, but I do want to talk about how someone also added in, um, in addition to my hot take, oh my gosh, my hair's sticking up now. In addition to my hot take, um, the, uh, the airlines are also pulling that trash of like, I'm there for you. And it's like, where were you when you took your bailout money and used it to pay your C-suite and when you were trying to take advantage of us with all your tickets, if you're going to be there for me, when this all dies down and the ticket prices are low right now, extend that. Extend that, you, and I'll be going places, you know, and it'll turn around. If, you, that's, if you're there for me, why don't you really do that? United Airways wants to drag people off planes. Every plane I've ever been on is full. They get a $3 billion, I think United's trash. I think right, everywhere's trash I'm just saying, Southwest. I'm just using them because they famously dragged that one guy off the plane. Yeah. And then, like— Alex Baldwin? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> was it Alex Baldwin then, Delta? No. He didn't get dragged off a plane, did he? They I think Delta him, sucks. They, they American they sucks. Get off the plane. I think only Southwest is good. Anyway, but all these airlines suck. They cancel your flights. They don't give a shit about you. Their customer service is terrible. They get billions of dollars in tax breaks, and then they don't. Yeah, they use that, that money. I know, and I'm just like restating. restating they use <laughs> they use that money to buy back their own stock instead of like paying their employees, and then all of a sudden they hit like a tough time for a week. Now, granted, it's been like six weeks now. It's way down. I get it there, but like eh, they're so fast. They're like, we yeah. need a bailout, and it's like. Oh, whatever, man. Like this, why Southwest is the only one I trust. Well, especially we'll put, we'll put this out there. Um, especially with the money I saw Gerard Kraft, he owns several restaurants in St. Louis posted this thing about here's how many people work for airlines. Here's how many people work in the restaurant industry. And then this is how much money the airlines got versus the restaurant. Don't even get me started on Shake Shack and Ruth Chris getting the money. And then the other restaurants can't. And like, Oh, I know this isn't a politics podcast, but I'm getting all fired up. Oh, you're going to play some Vanessa Carlton. I mean, maybe to calm me down, because as I said, you can't be 100 all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, okay, now we're going to go to our next segment of SVU. All right, we're going <laughs> to, I need to figure out when it's going to come. There it is. I know, we're getting SVU. there. We're getting now. Okay, um, of course, we're watching SVU in quarantine, because we watched it already before. Why break, if it ain't broke, Obviously. And there's so much content there that you could never get sick of it. Yeah. What we wanted to talk about today with SVU, we've been watching the big thing this season was we have Carisi who has switched from detective to a new, to our new ADA. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's not getting his respect. 
he, he's not getting enough respect. He's not getting enough because the ADA ahead of him, like his boss, she sucks. She's terrible. But oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As ahead, right. ahead of him as in rank. And the thing is, like, he was a detective for so long. He went to law school, whatever. And then they hire him. And, like, as soon as anything goes bad, she's like, I only hired you because, like, you know the people. You know the ins and outs. And it's like, no, he's trying to do the right thing. Anyone who knows Dominic Carisi knows he always does the right thing. He's got a pure heart. And, like, yeah. We're doing this because he always, cause he always like, kisses his rosemary. Right. He's a very good Catholic. And, like, I know that the ADA game is totally different and, like, the whatever the there's way more glad handing but like Carisi's gonna do the right thing so like his she needs to get out he needs to go up and be in charge of the SVU legal, and, a, and, legal a, and, and the other ADAs and attorneys again they don't get any respect they call them the detective Ugh. yeah anyway. like all the defense attorneys are like nice job detective all the time like they're schooling them and then he always wins the case so it's like he's you brought that on yourself a lot of times he wins the case but I feel uh, like his rate is pretty good but oh, he's de- I mean, he's definitely doing decently well. But that also led us to think about what our favorite ADAs have been um, in the history. And I have, I have several. Um, Let's hear them. One of them is the one girl from One Tree Hill. Yeah, <laughs> she was okay. Lindsay in One Tree Hill, Lucas's fiance, and then this. She was only in it for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, she was okay. She's fine. Yeah, but yeah. my favorite is Barbara. Barbara, yeah. Raphael Barber. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he yeah. was in a recent episode on a And on I a was Zoom like, call. yeah, bring him back. He <laughs> was on the Zoom It wasn't call. even a oh, pandemic, they but yeah, they he got knew. transferred up because he was investigating, like, elect, election fraud, so he... Yeah, uh, I, My favorite thing about Barbara is, like, one, they would never let you forget that he was Hispanic. Like, so, like, anything would happen. Like, someone would be like, oh, you're, like, you're Mr. High Roller now, and he'd start cursing about in Spanish, like, whatever, and you're like, yeah, he, he didn't forget where he came from. And then, two, uh, he was, like... His style was on point. He, 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 so you got to have a flair with the SVU unit of being able to not disrespect the victims, but letting them know when they need more for it to be a case. Right. Because you have some people that they have um, that are always just so, they seem so heartless. They're mm-hmm. just so like talking about it later. And it's like this, this, this woman's been raped or yeah. like assaulted. And so he had a nice, he had a nice tact yeah. of being like, I get that this is, this is terrible. And the only way we're going to put these fuckers away is if we like build a better case. So I appreciated that. True. Um, Casey, Casey Novak was also kind of like that. I feel like she was rougher on yeah. the edge in the beginning in, in, the, in the sense of being a little bit like, talk to me you have a case it's like what the what the what the heck Casey Novak is definitely the one who became like the most to me the most a part of the unit like good friends with everyone and she became too emotionally attached that's why she got disbarred for like not sharing that evidence or whatever yeah yeah yeah. but she if I'm picking my favorite are we at that yet or do you have more thoughts yeah Yeah. yeah. if I'm picking my favorite I think I gotta go Alex Cabot uh, uh, yeah, the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the yeah, original yeah, ones, yeah, season yeah, 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 yeah. two, I OG. think she came on. OG. OG. And then she, she, had fake, and she, came back in. she had to fake her own death yeah, in the witness yeah, protection yeah, program. Yeah. Like yeah, she, she's, yeah, she really, she's hardcore. She's hardcore. She's hardcore. Yeah. yeah so I think, I think she'd be my oh, favorite. Yes, she is. To me, one of the funniest is that lady who came in from the state's attorney. Uh, I forget her name. We just looked her up at her. She's Christine Lottie or something. She's a decently famous actress, but she came in and then she was prosecuting that one guy. Uh, who was like, I don't, I didn't kill that person. I was blacked out drunk. I don't remember. And she's like, drinking's for weak people and losers. And then she shows up to court drunk and she's like an alcoholic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah she's, mm, yeah. Mm, no, Self-hate, no. Can't be doing that. Um, but anyway, okay, we're keeping it short. We have a short episode for you today because, again, we're going to come back later with um, the 
rewatch of Fast Five. So when this episode comes out, if you've watched it live, thank you. Uh, but you can fast forward and we will put the marker of timestamp of when we're talking to um, our guest yeah. on there. And then also we are going to do a special book review, but we also, we don't, we don't feel the need to do that live. Um, right. So yeah. So thanks guys for tuning in. I don't know. It's a little something to do on a Friday night. Yeah. And we'll have more when you're listening to this in audio, as Kristen said, there'll be more, more to come. So yeah. All right. I have to close out. So go quiet. <laughs> okay. And now, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to do, instead of our segment of Battle of the Sexes, Desert Island, we're going to do, what are we watching? And this week we watched Fast Five, and we have our guest, Scotty Fitz on. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining we've, us. We've been looking forward to this. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we couldn't think of anyone else, a better person to do this with, who is also a dedicated enthusiast to the franchise. But before we dive into this world, uh, we have a few um, questions to get to know a little bit more about you. Absolutely. So first, tell us something um, that you think is unique about St. Louis. I think that St. Louis has one of the best craft beer scenes in the country, if not the best. Uh, everyone knows us for Budweiser, and that's great. But we have breweries that are putting out, you know, the number one beer in the world. We have Side Project that was ranked in the top 10 breweries in the world last year. And I just love the beer scene. I love that you can get everything from Pilsners to Big Barrel Aged Stouts. They're all delicious. And uh, everyone who's making them is just really putting their heart and soul into it. And I love that about St. Louis. Yeah, it's interesting. The beer scene has really exploded. When InBev bought Anheuser-Busch, I feel like that freed a lot of that beer market up. And some of those brewmasters left and started their own thing. But in general, like I feel like people are just more open-minded and, and this town loves its beer. So that's a really good answer. And we, yeah. we did the um, Rockwell delivery. We had them deliver. Mm-hmm. We had them deliver beer to us, and Zach and I are not big beer connoisseur people. So we reached out. I to know one Bush of, Light like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Bud Light. You yeah. know you know Bud Light. You you got Bud Light right. Anyway, um, we reached out to one of our friends to help us pick a beer, and we were trying to give him ideas of. It's similar to uh, and everything we were saying to your point, Scott was unique to St. Louis craft beers. Like we, like, like we couldn't yeah. even be like, it's like a Zwickle. Cause we're like, shit, he doesn't, he doesn't know Zwickle. Like he's never trying to, or we'd be like, or we'd be like, or it's like a, a single know, speed, a single or speed or something. Yeah, and so like, we were like, crap, Citywide, we yeah. literally, if we don't drink Buzz Select and like St. Louis macro brew, we literally drink St. Louis micro breweries. Like oh, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. the only stuff we have in here for sure. I mean, yes. why would you get any other beer if you live here? Yeah. You have everything you could ever want right within like a 10 mile radius of your home exactly i thought of like some civil life i thought of four hands i yeah we i was like fuck but uh but anyway he he gave us some good suggestions and so shout out to we got the um we already talked about him on here on in rockwell no i'm I mean, saying shout out that we liked the passing class specifically yeah, in the standby right. standby me. In the stand yeah. by me. Mm-hmm. um next mm-hmm. question what's your favorite pizza topping Ooh, I'm a sausage and mushroom guy. Okay, okay. Interesting combo. I like I like a I like a little veggie thrown in my meat. Zach's not in that. I mean, I'll do it, but if I'm gonna pick myself, I'm gonna go all meat. Yeah. And mushroom is no offense, but that's towards the bottom of my list of veggies. <laughs> and then I'd rather go a pepper or something. And then we, uh, and then last question. Um, who do you like more, your mom or your dad? 
And we I mean, know I they both probably mom, listen. I, I talk to my mom like every day on my way home from the office. So I get by by volume, it's got to be my mom has to come down in that number. Sorry, Mister Fitz. I like man. a man who will answer the question. Guy okay. pours out his heart and soul to raise his son Scott, and this is what he gets. Anyway. Well, I, I don't think that he knows what the podcast app is on his phone. Probably so not. Probably not. Safe, right. safe bet. All right. Anyway, okay. Now let's get to what we're all here for. Fast five. So let's set. So let's set the scene. So this is a fifth in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um. We've seen and fall, fell in love with one. We got this world with a few new characters and two. Everyone can forget about Tokyo Drift. We kind of yeah. do one again with four. And now five is what you like to call it, and I agree. Five is the rebirth, and that's why we're starting here. Completely different from every movie that came before it. It's special, and uh, it really takes it up a notch. Oh, it takes it up notches that are that are previously unseen in the history of cinema. <laughs> Did you <laughs> take it up a notch? This thing is like all the movies before on cocaine. It's like insane. Yeah. Did you see it in theaters when it first? I came did. Out? I saw it in theaters by myself. It came out in April of 2011. Wow, that's good. I okay. just graduated college, and I just. Uh, I just went to the theater like the second weekend it was open and just sat there by myself and just enjoyed every second of it. Fantastic. (laughs) That's really interesting because I had saw all the ones before in theaters and I think a lot. You saw Tokyo Drift in theaters? Did Tokyo Drift even come out in theaters? Yeah, it did. Oh God, I did (laughs) not see Tokyo Drift in theaters. I was also maybe in high school. So I went to, in high school I'd go to a ton of movies, especially in the summer. And then when I was in college, I went to college in a small town. So the only thing we could really do on a weekday was go to a movie. (laughs) So like, so I saw, but like, I remember I did not see fast five in theaters. That was the first one. And I remember kind of being like, I'm over it. Not that four was a bad movie, but it's the exact same as one. It's literally the same movie. (laughs) Which, which, (laughs) which, which I don't, man, I don't hate it. I like, I like the mentality that they were like, Hey, we realize it ain't broke. Yeah. <laughs> we we We've been really, getting off we track. really diverged with go Tokyo right, Drift all the way back. and we're gonna just do it again. So anyway, but then five, I was like, eh, hey, whatever. And then I remember I was listening to I don't know if it was Bill Simmons podcast or someone's like, no, like this is the action like the rebirth of the action movie. Forget of Fast and Furious. And I watched it on my parents like on demand. I think I had just graduated college and I bought it for like four bucks on their thing. And I remember sitting at home by myself on a Friday night and it like melted my face off. <laughs> Well, this movie is where it goes from like street racers who can like do a little bit of fighting, but they're, I mean, they're humans. And in this movie, they become like the automotive Avengers. Oh and like, there's just nothing they can't do. And it's, it's just like you said, it's every movie before it just on a Scarface amount of cocaine. It's insane. I know Chris and stuff, so I don't want to trample on like our, our format, but it's, Dom goes to Brazil and everyone knows who he is. I'm like, this guy wasn't known outside <laughs> his you. little like neighborhood in LA. And now he's the world's right. like greatest criminal, oh like gosh. mastermind. What the hell? So, so, right. so Scott, we're behind, but it, 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 uh, as far as when we wanted to call you, but it actually helped to get us fired up. Cause my mom was like, what are you guys going to do today? And we're like, Oh, we're going to talk to this guy about, about fast five. And she was like, man, I, I can't believe there's, that many of those movies and we were like you should watch them because my mom, my mom loves an action movie she loves a mindless oh, wow. like she has seen everything the rock's done um like and state them state them yeah. first i mean <laughs> her, big the, i fan. mean the og um i uh saw my parents um um what was it um what what are you doing 
Oh, sorry. Anyway, the my, transporter um, or no? Um, gosh, Walker Texas Street, Chuck Norris. <laughs> she like <laughs> I saw every Chuck Norris movie because again, anyone who's like that that level, uh, she watched. So anyway, in that conversation. Uh, back to how this is taken up a notch. That's the stuff I mentioned her. I was like, Mom, but in, in the in the five, we're going international. We're in Brazil now, <laughs> like which means we might have been criminals before, but there's no rules anymore because we're in uh, no territory. Right, Ooh. right. And it is it is it is insane. So anyway, I know Kristen, you probably yeah. What what are our talking points here? Why don't we? Because there's so much there's so much on this movie we could just riff forever. But I know we have some specific things we want to get to. Well, um, we already have been touching on how this movie takes it up a notch. I mean, if you're listening to this part of this, the podcast, I'm assuming you've watched the movie. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so I don't need to or go. Or at least you're not going to go yeah, watch right, it. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's so a spoiler alert slash like, you know, you know the premise. We're, we're stealing cars still um, <laughs> and making crimes. Right. But first, let's talk about, we keep saying rebirth. We keep saying takes it up. What scene for you, you, you everyone happened in this movie that you were like, oh my gosh, it's, um, time for the NOS. We're about to take it up a notch. Scott, why don't you lead us off here? Okay, well, the first scene is like the first 30 seconds of this movie taken up a notch. <laughs> Dom is on a police transport bus with no escort and a late 90s Acura NSX and some muscle car that Brian is driving somehow... <laughs> play chicken with it and then get the bus to turn sideways, mm-hmm. crash into the back of a, of a coupe and it just rolls the bus. Yeah. And once again, there's not a helicopter overhead. <laughs> there's no one else. And they break Dom out of prison. It's, it's literally 30 seconds which, in and then it's just a montage of their fugitive, which, like America's most wanted. Which this is incredible. And it's an incredible scene, but it brings up, uh, some interesting points. One, how many people did they kill at this scene? Because there oh are other gosh. prisoners on that bus, right? It wasn't just right. him. So at least multiple of them are dead. Two, to free Dom, they're also going to free all these other criminals oh, and like whatever. He, like, yeah. He is that. This, this nonviolent up till this point, because that's the, the movie just amps it up as far as the carnage. But yeah, we're going to get this nonviolent criminal out, but who knows who else we've unleashed right. into the world. The, the, yeah. Anyway, and I know we'll talk about that. I guess I'll go next and say for me, it was the rocks intro and I don't think any franchise in the history or any like, like there were four of these before and yet they all melted away when he walks in and he's like, just like, I don't give a fuck about anything to those Brazilian <laughs> cops. He's like, this thing's over. I'm in charge. And you're just like, Oh my God, the, this movie is different. As you said that all the other ones, the rock is like a bounty hunter who's coming for them. And has no regard for international decorum or law of <laughs> any sense. And like, and he comes in, there are already four movies and he comes in and you're like this, it's, as you said, to me, that's a line of demarcation. There's the franchise before that moment, and there's the franchise after, and they're two totally different things. And he's attributing well, my- a, a lot of that to The Rock, which I want to talk about right. because giving The Rock way too much credit. No, but what were you no say, such Scott? thing. Giving but- him way too much credit. But what were you going to say, Scott? No, he's a member of the DSS, which is a real thing. It's the Diplomatic Security Service. And the first word is diplomatic. And the first words out of his mouth are to the chief of police of Rio. And they are, stay the fuck out of my way. Yeah, stay, yeah that's <laughs> yeah, what it is. Stay the fuck the out of my way. Diplomatic thing you can possibly say. And it's right there in the title of the agent. And then he's like, I want this rookie cop because she's the only one who can't be bought. It's like, one, you're making a lot of assumptions about the real police, my friend. <laughs> right. It's like, there are probably thousands of officers who you're riding off. 
<laughs> like, two, like, I don't know. Like, bring someone else then. I don't know if you should be trusting a rookie cop with this big a mission. He likes her he likes her smile. Right. You can bring someone who speaks Portuguese with you to translate. You don't have to like pull someone from the from the real police if it's like a new rookie. Oh my gosh. Um and for also to be interested in this, we're all go next with this is a nice segue to where I'm gonna go because to be caught up in this world, we need to make it clear. We're not talking about realism. We are going to talk about within this world, maybe some inconsistencies, yeah. but we're not talking about realism. Can't be. Because for me, where this is taken up a notch also early on, but this is when I was like, oh yeah, I'm here for it, is when they have um, broken into the trains and they are getting the cars off and... Vin has gotten his car off. I can't remember why Paul Walker is swinging off of some trailer. I can't remember why, but somehow he's still back on the train and the train is about to go over the bridge. And Paul Walker has to jump from the train into Vin's car, but he waits so long to jump that that they fly off the 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 edge of the cliff into the ocean and Paul Walker jumps up on the hood because I think somehow that will help him embrace the impact of the fall and the car is going down and that's when I was just like oh yeah we are we are in a new level and a new world now and none of this makes sense and I'm glad that I know now that this is where we're going yeah Yeah, they became superheroes no one can survive like a 500 (laughs) foot drop into water and they popped up. They weren't even breathing hard. They're like, "Whoa, that was a rush!" Yeah. <laughs> oh no! What are all these drug dealers going to do to us? <laughs> and then, and then next thing you know, they're chained up by the drug dealers. I'm like, "How did they catch them? Were they just <laughs> did they just like they would be thought dead? And these guys are just waiting for them? Like, I don't get it. That's one thing. Two. The other thing about that train scene is that was like a train, a passenger train, because Mia and Brian are on we're it. Sitting in it. Yeah. And then it has all these like uh, super expensive like contraband DEA cars <laughs> on the passenger your trade that you could just access yeah like, we're, no, those things are getting a secure escort or whatever yeah we were wondering don't put that, that on they... the amtrak from rio to <laughs> sao paulo like what i don't know i don't know i don't know uh, um but whatever. that that actually that actually leads us to our, our next segment of when did this happen <laughs> um mia gets away mia does get away she, she but like i i miss guys in this franchise when did we know that we're, we're comfortable with her as a driver and she, she should be involved in the plans and the dirty work. I missed that. I will say that in the very first movie, she takes Brian out on a date because uh, they're fixing his Supra and he can't take the company truck and she <laughs> drives him and they go like drifting around LA. And so she's always been able to drive. I think that Dom has just always wanted to keep her out of harm's way. Oh, yeah, and yeah. now that they're all fugitives, that's not an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it yeah, is yeah. interesting because it's like she's slinging, you know, tuna tuna casseroles or whatever <laughs> in, the, in the terrible like kitchen attached to Dob's shop, and then next thing you know, yeah, she's a stunt driver a like lunchman. everyone else, like <laughs> high precision driver. And you're like, yeah, maybe this is Dom is just like, look, we gotta use my little sister because like it's it's survival time. But <laughs> it does seem to happen fast that like I get I could drive a car, man. I got a license. I could take you around L.A. But if you if you put me in the middle of the streets of Rio or like rob this police station and like be bobbing and weaving, you have no evidence I can do that. None. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> this is jumping now 
into, we talked about this a little bit. I don't know if you have more thoughts on this. Uh, when Dom is just now the king of Brazil. This is, I like in the notes what you wrote, uh, Scott. This is Brazil. He does, he does all of a sudden. So weird. Yes. So weird. Zach brought it up earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, how does everyone know who Dom is? And right. why would this street race king down in Brazil care if he has Dom Toretto's 1970 charger in his garage that would make a good trophy for my garage how do you know who dom toretto is in the street race world like are, is there a reddit page i don't know about uh, or also, like it has to be. And, and also ready to to kill for him because also in the series like this is brazil to the rock like they all get out their guns, they all pull and, their guns? and it's like it's like yeah, what? what should we do be doing this Look, I got as much respect for Vin Diesel as the next guy, but if he showed it to my house and was like, hey, the D, the DDS or whatever they're called is coming with a 10 bazookas to hunt me down, get your gun out and help me, I'd be like, no, Vin Diesel. <laughs> help yourself, man. In this country, he, he wasn't known, in, 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 as I said, in San Francisco, much less in Brazil, and now everyone's putting their life on the line to help him? He's a fugitive. It. It, oh, Scott, I know you got some hot takes here, man. This is insane. <laughs> I, this movie's so great. I love that Ludacris goes from a guy who used to just like rap NSXs in lieu of a conference down in Miami. And now all of a sudden he used to be a bank robber, I guess, is <laughs> right? what they're trying to tell us. <laughs> yes, like, I, mean, I had a life before this. Yeah, like, okay. Yes, right. Yes. As a mechanic, <laughs> not as like a... I can break into twenty million dollars. Dude, Thanks, you were the, you were the guy who put the new CD player with the crazy like shiny face in my car. Like you couldn't yeah. like rob us. You you were you were essentially equivalent to exhibit, and you're trying to pimp my ride. <laughs> and now, and I don't know how that translates to this Ocean's Eleven type like break in skills that you now have. Um, and, and yeah, I, on my, on my rewatch, I noticed that too. He's like, I had a life before this. It's like, yeah, I know about the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he like, I think that's, I do think that line is meant to just explain it away. I think that's their way of being like, oh, we we need a guy who does this and we're going to make it him. (laughs) The same way the two Costa Rican guys in Han are like, we also had a life before this when they can just acquire the exact safe that they have in the Rio yeah. Police station. Like, but they don't. You can't just Deus ex machina. Like we had a life before this, so we can do whatever we need to. Right? I had a life before this. Yeah, I don't it's know. Like, <laughs> if I walked into my house with a safe, and Kristen's like, "Where you get it?" It's like I had a life before you. <laughs> you know, I could just get safes. Like what? Well, well, I, well. We we did have that conversation on the umpteenth day of quarantine when he saw me drinking at four, and he's like, "You've been drinking early a lot these days." And I'm like. <laughs> I had a life before this. You don't know what I was doing. You don't know what I was doing before quarantine, uh, homie. <laughs> and boy, it's been rough. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, and I, I don't want to, again, step on anything, but like Ludacris is like, <laughs> I'm going to take this money and open up a garage when I get home. It's like, bro, you already had a garage. You could have just sat, like not been a criminal and had this garage. Like now you're putting your life on the line to get this money to go back as a fugitive and open up another garage? Like what? Okay, I had I saw that in the notes, and I have a small point. Okay, His we're ready. Garage, like you said, was an exhibit style. Hit my ride. <laughs> yeah. Do like a Gucci print on the headrest and right. call the day. Yeah. His new one is to fix up cars for people that can't afford to like have cars <laughs> that run. So he's basically getting like eleven million dollars from the biggest drug dealer in Rio. 
and he's going to set up like a community car shop. I have to think that's like two miles adjacent to his one that has like jet ski racing Here. in the back for fun. <laughs> yeah. So the one where he's judging the kitty contest in the back yeah. with the like with the bullhorn or whatever. Yeah, yes. bullhorn. Yeah. Uh, here's my question. He's a fugitive though. He can't just come back to America and open up another garage. Like the Rock is looking See, for him. You're applying too much logic to the fact. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh that's yeah. Good point. Oh, dangerous territory. I know. Don't. I need yeah. to stop myself. Exit. Yeah. Stop yourself down. <laughs> okay, but good. But good point. Good point. It, he that. You're right. Ludacris I, is a man of the people. That's what I didn't consider. He was East Coast Customs instead of West Coast Custom, but now, now <laughs> he's yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Any uh, any other um, moments? It's gonna. It's not too much in this movie. It's gonna come up more later. Um, just on other characters that that, that are changing. But I don't have any more um, more on that. Anyone else? No. All right. Okay. But now that we're talking about these characters, Luda. Um, the twins, Gal Gadot. Who do you think needs this franchise, needs this world to stay relevant? And who, only talking about this movie, who are you kind of like, eh, I think you're too big for this. I think you're too big for this movie. Scott, why don't you lead us off here? Because I know you have some very specific thoughts. (laughs) I feel like Vince needed this more than anybody else. Oh my god, hundred percent. Oh my god, we'll, we'll come back to later. I know, I know. Talk about now. There's no other place to talk about. Vince, Vince, I think, I, Vince, Vince is, came out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, Vince. In my opinion, Vince is trash. I, I, <laughs> in, the fir- in the first movie, it's so interesting to say this now. No, in right. the first movie, it's like, um, dude, you, I don't know. You don't really respect the familia. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like his attitude. Then he's gone, and then he comes back in this movie, and again, he's just, like, not really respecting it, but, like, then he comes back around, he's like, no, I want to be in it. I think it's I think it's a weird move. I, think it's a, I, I told Zach this. I think it's a weird move to name his kid Dominic. I don't, like, you're, you're not related to Dom. I, I think it's weird you named your kid after him. I don't know. I'm Ooh. out on Vince. Oh, Vince? Yeah, we're talking He's about talking about Vince. Oh, I thought you said Vince. No, I'm, I talked about Vince. Yeah, we're talking, talking about Vince. You and I are on the, the character. You and I are on the same page. The same character. Yeah. I don't even know who at, who played him. Okay. I didn't even look it up. Okay, this is insane. No, this is not insane. No, Vince is trash. I'm like, I get fired up. <laughs> yeah, Zach is a Vince stand for no good reason. Here's the thing. Vince was right in the first movie. He's like, Dom doesn't trust him. He's like, I'm all about Paul Walker. He's like, Paul Walker's a cop, bro. This guy's trying to take you down. Dom doesn't listen to him. Who's right? Vince is right. And then after that, how is he supposed to just come back to the familia with Don, Dom shit on him in front of everyone? And he was right. Stay gone. And then, and then when he's a fugitive, who's the first one sticking his neck on the line in the favela to give him food, to give him a protection, to get him a job it's Vince and Vince the whole time is saying this doesn't look right this doesn't add up he saves Mia from the market you guys are acting like he's been wrong he's been right every turn oh my gosh Vince is a whiny bitch um, like okay you're Vince, right yeah, okay no, Vince rolled in Vince rolled in to get the chip yep. for Reyes yep if Reyes gets that chip and Vince knows where they are you think Reyes is just gonna be like you know what those guys who stole from me they're fine. They, they, have they hours didn't to know get out what they Rio. stole. They could have. No chance. They could have. Like, you don't know. 
Vince, and Vince was right. Vince, Vince was right. Andy Vince, saves Mia. Andy Vince, was right about Paul Walker in the gonna, first movie. I'm gonna make some more connections. Vince is a no good Peter Pettigrew. Acting oh like you're acting like you're our friend. Acting like you're our friend. Doing things for the enemy. And then if we if we'll take you back, we'll take us back. But you also want to go sniveling back to the enemy whenever we get a chance. Let's no, be honest. Over him. Let's be honest, guys. Vince was right about Paul Walker. I don't Dom care that he was him, right. None of this would have ever happened, and the family would have never broke up. Vince is. <laughs> always r.i.p and then deep whatever he puts dom up and next thing you know he's dead whatever i like, told you and i think it's dom funny. is bad news vince got it right whatever okay we can move on from vince and if you guys want to <laughs> cut is that way whole too thing, much oh i'm not cutting but, anything who, yeah. who else who else needs the franchise to stay relevant i think the person who needed this to get a little bit relevant and this will be a hot take is gal gadot okay oh <laughs> this, was, this, this was this was pre-Wonder Woman. It is pre-Wonder it was. Woman. Yeah. And I think that she really showed her, uh, like, action chops in this and Fast 6. And I think that that really put her on the, like, leading um, action star chart I for can, directors and producers. I can I completely agree that, like, she gets taken up a notch in this movie. And, and 6. I, I do completely agree. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to argue with that. No, I, mean, I think it's leading. I don't away. know if I've seen her in anything before this. She's obviously a very attractive, beautiful person, but yeah, she had, I think she done me like one thing. Right, you had ne- you didn't really know who she was and you definitely didn't know that she could bring the heat in an action movie. And now, you know, after you see this movie, she is one of the standouts. You have to feel good that she can like br- come in and like care, not you, at least you have hold to her feel own. Good. I love, I love how you've oh, been tearing yeah. your beating her. You know who I thought you were going to say, um, until you said, they needed to take off their career. I thought you were going to say they just needed it. Is isn't her name Jordana Brewster? Is that her name? Yeah. Who plays Mia? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Okay. Jordana yeah. Brewster. Yeah. She, you think she needs it? Oh. Oh. A hundred. A hundred percent. I think that. Um. Because she's not in two, right? I don't she, think she's in she's two. She's not in two or three. Yeah. I know. We know. We right. know. We know she's not in three. Right. Um. But like when she was in one. I feel like she was kind of starting to be something like she, like one came out in her period of time. Um, so I feel like she needed four and I feel like her role in the franchise kept going up because what the hell else was she doing? In my opinion. Yeah, I can get down with that. <laughs> I don't think I've really remember seeing her much else that James Franco Annapolis like, movie, I think she but did like, like, yeah, in general, I think most of the people in these movies, at least a lot of them, need these movies, but she definitely does because she's got nothing without her. And then when Paul Walker dies and she's not in that one movie, it's like, yeah, she's got nothing. She's got no career. You know who Zach gives too much credit to? Um, he's not too good for this movie. I do not think so. And Zach gives too much credit is The Rock. Overrated. Okay, we're going to have this debate right now Why because not? it needs to be had. The Rock comes in and he elevates this franchise. He takes this nice little Fast and Furious that had petered out. They had no new ideas. The Rock comes in and you're like, oh my God, here's someone who is, quite frankly, not Vin Diesel's equal. He is way better, superior oh, than Vin Diesel. My gosh. The fact that he doesn't win that fight will always be one of my biggest gripes in movie history because he would wreck Vin Diesel. Like it's it's laughable to think that Vin Diesel could fight him to a draw. 
And at that point, like he changes this movie franchise and everything he's done sets, whether it's been like good artistically or not, he is one of the biggest movie stars in the planet. Vin Diesel without this franchise has nothing. If anyone needs this, it's Vin Diesel because every other movie he tries to make is crap and no one sees it. Vin Diesel needs Fast and Furious. The Rock gave, gives him that, takes it up a notch, makes it a bigger hit by his presence. And then they have this falling out because Vin Diesel obviously can't take the fact that the, that the Rock doesn't need this and he does. I know you have opinions on this, Scott. Give it to me. I just feel like Vince laid the groundwork for this entire thing, but I cannot completely disagree with you. Oh, that my without The Rock, gosh, five, six, seven, and eight are like get made. Oh my gosh! I because because there are always three parts to every Fast and Furious movie. There are the bad guys that we want to succeed. Mm-hmm. That's our crew. Then there's the bumbling law enforcement that's trying to get them. <laughs> and then there's the pure bad guys. Right. In the first one, it was the trans. The trans. And right. then in the second one, it was like the Cuban drug dealer guy. Right. And so you need to have a face for that second group that, you know, the, the police department, but now they're kind of smart because. They, they're getting involved. So now you have the pure good guys, the rock, and right. then you have the lovable bad guys, our crew, you know, on the wrong side <laughs> right. of the law, but you want them to win. And then you have the enemy, the pure bad guys right. that both of these guys can team up with. That's been the five, six, seven, eight. I have to assume that's going to be the case in nine. <laughs> and and th- with that formula, it has been able to continue to make you know, just banger after banger. I mean, that is a really good point because what The Rock did is he came up and he gave he gave him an equal because in the first four movies, the law enforcement, I guess Paul just- Walker kind of is if you consider him part of the law enforcement, but it's not an equal. It's like these duttering, as you said, morons who like, you're like, oh, they're always going to outsmart them, but it's about them well, battling yeah. the bad guys. But now it's this whole new thing in Fast yeah. Five. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're, I see, I see what, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, um, but- I feel like they signed on. They signed on to make five after four. They knew that people wanted more of this role, wanted more of these people. I do think five is the rebirth. It takes up a notch in so many ways. And I'm just not going to give all that credit to The Rock. That's all. I'm just not. So, so Scotty Fitz, in terms of The Rock versus Vin Diesel, we all know they have a beef. Who, whose side are you on here? Kind of on Vin Diesel's side of the beef. Okay, tell me yes. more about like, that. If, yes, if you if you get invited to somebody's Thanksgiving dinner, you don't bring the turkey and the yams <laughs> and the yes. pie. Yes, you accept that. Like I was invited, what can I bring? You bring that, but then you don't insist on sitting at the head of the table. Yeah, you know you can sit at the right hand of Dom. Or, or Vin, if we want to use the <laughs> actor's name. But you have to understand that the table was set. Yeah. You know, you can bring a star side dish, but you're not. You're never going to be the turkey in the Fast and the Furious universe. Yes. So I see your point and I acknowledge it. But what if I say this? Like, what if a homeless man comes to you and oh says, I have no Thanksgiving dinner. Like, buy me a turkey <laughs> like The Rock does by saving Vin's movie. And then at the end, the homeless guy's like telling everyone, look at this turkey I made. No one helped me. I did it by myself. I'm the star of the turkey. I'm like, not, I'm no. confused actually in this analogy. Who's who? The Rock is the guy who gave Vin a turkey, who saved his franchise, <laughs> who made it more relevant than ever. And then okay, Vin wants to give him no that. credit. 
I, I just, <laughs> I see where you're coming from. Your points are valid, but I, I just can't uh, say that Dom is a homeless man looking for a certain <laughs> I just have to say that, that, that Dom lives in a nice duplex. Homeless is a bit much. Homeless is a bit much. I'm going to say Dom, I'm going to say Dom and Paul Walker, they share a duplex. One lives on the bottom, bottom of the floor. One lives on the top floor. They needed each other. Right. But they, the rock gives them a mansion. Right. And, you know, they're mad because The Rock wants to sit at the head of the table in the mansion he bought. I just love that I heard in their beef that The Rock might have said something about Vin Diesel's work ethic. And it's just like, dude, just because Homeboy doesn't want to make a new movie every week doesn't mean he has a bad work ethic. That's all I'm saying. That's about That's all I'm saying. The Rock works a lot. Calm the fuck down, The Rock. Like, like, always, uh, to your point, Zach, always put out content. And good for you. Get that bag. But, like, just chill out, man. This is all, like, you, I mean, all of your points you made can go to support Vin Diesel. This is all he has, man. So just let it go. You got all this other stuff well, going on. That's like, why I think, let it go. That's let why I think go. ultimately I'm excited for Fast 9 because, Scott, did you see Hobbs and Shaw? I did not see Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. So I saw it and liked it. I think Kristen liked it, but not as much as me because of her because I, with The Rock. Yes, but because I support Vin. Anyway, in general, Vin. I think it's a good movie in the vein of these movies. It's an entertaining, whatever. And it's like now him and Statham can go do their own thing and you can bring in Cena and Vin Diesel could say, yes, I am the star because I love John Cena, but he can't compare and the franchise is on stable footing. And even Paul Walker, RIP, you know, Vin can say this is my thing and no one can argue with it. And his success or his failure is more on his own, even though you could still argue The Rock had a lot to do with it. So I do think like... <laughs> In terms of this debate, that this is probably the best outcome for everyone. But man, it when you watch Fast Five, it does have to grind your gears a little bit that they're not going to be battling each other. Yeah, it does. Um, I did not. Oh man, yeah, that's unfortunate. And and we're not getting state them back either. I saw that we are getting seen. We're not getting state them either. I don't think so. I don't know for sure. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. okay. what, what, what we got next? Anyone um, else who you think is too, like, definitely needs this to stay relevant? No, I don't. I got to think Tyrese real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a guy you could say Vid battles The Rock, but when he went crazy on social media, what at The Rock? It's like you're not at a place where you could say anything I was to The fine Rock. With it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Is it, I get Tyrese mixed up with someone else. Does Tyrese also sing slash rap guys? back in the day. Okay, do, okay, okay. When he came up. Okay, do you guys think the song at the end of Fast Five in the credits is Tyrese? No. I I know that it's not. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, you do. Have you downloaded it? Are you are you listening I, to this I, to your work? I, I, I downloaded it last night. Okay. <laughs> it's like Buster Rhymes, right? And wait, the song at the very end of this movie? Yeah, yes. the movie that's like, that's how we roll. That's what you're thinking of, right? I don't know about that. We roll like this. Yeah. I'm talking about oh, the, I'm talking about on the credits. That's ludicrous. I'm I'm thinking of Danza Cordura. Oh, that when movie. When they open the safe. That movie is right. We're talking about oh, on the credits. Oh, that is a good song by, too. Oh yeah. That, yeah. By the way, when they open the safe, that that is an excellent song. Yeah. Like I love that song. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you downloaded it. No, no, we're talking about actually like very end in the credits. Oh no, I do not know who sings that. <laughs> I, I do not think Tyrese. <laughs> I'm glad that you're laughing because now you understand why we were like, really, you downloaded that? Okay. 
okay. I did not download We Roll Like This. I love that song. That's how we roll. Anyway, uh, stop. Anyway, I also think it's interesting. Tyrese looks a lot like that Tyson Beckford guy. Yes, I get them. Yeah. I get them mixed up, which right. is, I mean, I mean so, sorry, hashtag stereotype, sorry. Right, yeah. But like, they do kind of no, look they, like. Stereotype aside, they look like. Um, but anyway. Um, I, I, okay. So, so, so it's still a no. I think that might be him in the song. Anyway. Okay. Um, we are going to do this very quickly, say our ranks and, and call it a day. But, um, this is also the beginning of, like you said, you were touching about this, them being superheroes. So we actually probably don't need to do this too long, but, um, we start to get to the point where Dom is invincible. Like there are, there are things like, like Zach said, the bus falls over. All these people die. Dom walks away. They jump. They they go over the ravine, the cliff, yeah. into the water. Dom Dom's makes it. Fine. Dom and the Rock are in a fight, throwing each other through cement yeah. like walls. Fine. Not and even it, a scratch. Not even a cut. Um, yeah. They break like eighteen windows. They break dude. like eighteen windows with each other's bodies, <laughs> and everyone is fine. No one is cut. Yeah. I, I picked up a broken glass off the floor and bled for like four hours. The other day. <laughs> Dude, there is a scene. I don't know if it's Vin tackling the rock or vice versa, where he tackles them through a concrete wall yeah, and, yeah. and lay it on top of them. And they're both just fine. I'm like, I stubbed my toe on a pair of five pound dumbbells upstairs. And I had to lay down for six minutes. <laughs> I was like, time. <laughs> what like, the hell? And so um, it just keeps getting better. But I love that when they're, they're running, they're jumping off the walls in the beginning when they're running from the drug lords or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I, no, not, and the team. Because yeah. they see the drug lords too, and they yeah, start Scott, shooting I know you them. have opinions on The Rock going up in the favela. <laughs> favela. I'll make, this, I'll make this brief. Once again, the first word of your DSS is diplomatic. And when you roll up in the favela, <laughs> you say nothing. Everybody pulls their gun, and then all of a sudden, you and your team lock and load. Everyone in the favela stands down, and the first words out of your mouth are, I thought so. It's not, hey, I'm Lieutenant Hobbs. Right. And I'm here to, I'm not, I'm not here for you or the drug. Right. I'm here for two Americans who right. are on our most wanted list. Please stand down. Right. No, that's what I thought. And then out of nowhere, he's just mowing down dudes like, and the cops don't care. He's just killing drug dealers. And all of us watching are like, well, they are drug dealers. They kind of had it coming. I mean, I can't battle you there, but like show him a badge before yeah. you show him a gun. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. The, I know at, you don't need to search for it, but come on. At the end, he shoots right. that guy in the head. Yeah. The guys, <laughs> the, the drug dealers lay in there. I'm like, look, like I love the rock. I love his character, but like, you can't just cap a guy who's laying there, like take him into custody. Like what the hell? Like, like, it was just bad. But even um, like in war, you can't do that. But yeah, he's right. getting, he's getting uh, crazy, but okay. Um, let's all, let's all real quick say our rankings. I do not think mine will change as this we goes rank on. all the fast and furious yeah, rank, movies yeah rank them all um i, I want to go last you guys have. okay i'll go uh i'm gonna say five five eight one six seven four two three okay all right mm. i um, now to be fair six through eight are all kind of the same movie so it's hard to distinguish but yeah. Anyway, um, I am coming in with, um, mine is seven five one eight six four two three. All right, Scott, what do you got? Wow, 
<laughs> okay, seven, one, six, two, Whoa, five, okay. uh. eight, Tokyo Drift, four. Okay. Interesting. You put Tokyo Drift over four? I do. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with them making the same movie again. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with it. Um, the I, interesting thing I think is five. I think it's probably the best movie, but sometimes I have a hard time separating. Is it the best movie or it just like made it up? Like but amped think, it up. And because I think five and think on are probably better. Right. So I I'm like, it's, so I think it's right. Think, so I'm wondering if I artificially have it rank high because I give it credit for that. If it is five I, actually I better split, than seven, I don't know that it is, but. I split them into two groups. Yeah. So the second four, I have seven, six, five, eight. I'm just like, if I'm going to turn on a movie and I can, if I have two hours, what, what am I going to watch? I'll rewatch seven a dozen times, then six, then five. But you are correct. Five revitalized this entire franchise and is the reason that we got seven, six, and eight. So I will always be grateful to five, right. but I will watch seven and six before I rewatch five again. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, but we we all are in agreement though. Like seven is fire. Cannot wait to rewatch seven. Awesome. Seven is I don't so even good. remember my rankings now that I say it though, <laughs> we'll but whatever. See. But anyway, uh, I'm also cutting this out because I gotta start getting ready for our birthday later. Yeah, and and real quick, Scott, I know we're happy gonna, birthday, Kristen. Thank yeah, you. We're gonna try to break them up into groups, so we're gonna do some more Fast and Furious rewatches. We'll let you know, but Scott's gonna be on the pod again. Everybody, oh yeah, so. oh yeah. So thanks, thanks for joining us. Um, thanks for having me. Yes. All right. And and we'll catch up soon. Later, dude. Looking forward oh, to it. Uh, bye. Bye. And then let us. And that's our pod uh, for today, everyone. Thanks for chatting with us. And uh, celebrate Kristen's birthday. Ra- subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. If we get more ratings, we will read your ratings and review, and we might start some contests. Uh, so leave us a five-star review. Not this episode, but I'll have some stuff to give away. If you give us five-star reviews, you can be entered. And uh, yeah, at Twitter, at the SACCAR76, I see it differently on Facebook, at I see it differently pod on Instagram. And we want to thank T-Beats again for giving us um, this amazing studio material. And uh, let us know what other content you want to hear. See you guys in a bit. Can't wait. <laughs>